The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but I really do enjoy them. However, Captain Chris is a little tired, so we're giving him a little bit of a break, not pushing him too far. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. I mean, you if you look at the news, you're just like going, now. Now would be right now would be fantastic. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use. Some of us will, and some of us will just sit on our blessed assurance. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? What's the dates? The 17th? I got 10 days to answer that question. Also, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Not the only bizarre experience, just one of the many bizarre experiences on live radio. Here's the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen. We don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So we're asking questions about this. Living life as a Christian. Here's the biggest, toughest question ever in the sense of when you're dealing with something and you've been dealing with it for a long, 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 long time. When do you just say, I let go? It's in your hands. Ah, we're going to be talking about that. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, maybe you have a praise report or a prayer request, maybe something is rattling around in your heart and you just just want to be able to share or talk to people, whatever that opportunity, whatever that thought process is, it's not a kvetch fest, it's an opportunity to encourage one another. We don't want you to have that opinion, comment, thought, or question, die of loneliness. Just call us at 972 when you call 972-445-0770, something amazing happens. Oh, yeah. Well, today it'll be kind of a snooze fest. But on the other hand, when you call 972-445-0770, you will get that chance to talk to Captain Chris. And then you will be... You guys have to understand that when he has to do a show like a, uh, you know, like the basketball whatever, and he's here till ten thirty and then eleven, and then he gets here like early in the morning. That's hard. I wouldn't do it, but then again, you know, he lives closer than I do. <laughs> All right, you can also text us two one four two one zero eight four eight three. That's two one four two one zero. 8483. When you text 214-210-8483, nothing special happens. 
except you do actually get to communicate with us live during the show. Uh, additionally, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. It does come here to my $1.19 Chromebook. I've got it set up so that if you email, I can see it. That's always a good thing because sometimes what I'll do is I'll scoot down on my email and then somebody will email and I won't see it because I'm not brilliant. That's why. But you can email during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. The other thing we want to encourage you to do is check out the website. It's pretty basic as to why there is the opportunity to give on the website. And the reason that I bring that up is because we need funds. I mean, it's not like rocket science. We need funds to keep things going. You think, well, what do you do, Dave? Well, I spend an hour and a half doing the show. I spend three-plus hours doing show prep. I spend two hours driving. I spend four to five hours a day on my doctorate. And then I get to help my wife do the other things, plus help the family, plus do all the other things. And then I keep looking for different ways for the Lord to open up for me to make money. So that's what I do. So there you go. Uh, in addition to that, there is the app. The app is a pretty simple app, Spoonanity app. You can get that for free. It is for Androids. In addition to, to all that, there's the Ambassador Program. Again, if you sign up, be patient because we are creating collaterals. We are creating a brochure that you'll be able to use. Plus, if you want to just do things internet-wise, we're going to make that opportunity also happen. So it's just a lot of things going at one time. In the meantime, the giving is at the big end of things. Please go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemostincrease.org. Praise report? Hemostincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemostincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemostincrease.org. Hemostincrease.org. <laughs> I like that one the best so far. That's a good one. I love that one. That's a great one. Okay, that's my favorite so far. So he's got a bunch of these. We're going to see how they all end. That's Chris just losing his mind. Uh, that part's okay. Uh, let's see. We're going to get into the text because last week we did have an opportunity to, to for people to call in. And you can call in anytime. You can ask a question. doesn't mean I can always answer it, but it does mean that you have that opportunity. And one thing's for sure, if you do ask a question and it's something that we can deal with right then and there, we will. If we can't, you know, I'll do the research for it. I mean, it's just kind of how I'm geared or how I'm built. But in the meantime, I want to get to this text because we only have two more sessions on 1 Thessalonians. And so I've got to get through this last one to get to the next book, even though there's one to go after this. And that's the close of the letter. But first, we are at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and we are at verse 22. And the admonition from Paul is not overly complex. He says this, and I want you to hear what he has to say. Stay away from every kind of evil. Wow, wow, wow. It's like, no. Here's the thing. Built into you is this thing called your conscience. Okay. Now, I know that when people go to Germany, they come back and they call it a con science, but that's really not what it is. It's your conscience. And the bottom line to that is it's the best preacher ever. The Holy Spirit works with your conscience and goes ding, 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 ding. Okay. When you are dealing with things in life, you know. When you are stepping into oops territory, nobody does. Don't don't pretend. Oh, I didn't know. Yes, you did. Let's. The, uh, I went to the bar, but I didn't know I would drink. <laughs> okay, sure. Okay, 
Okay, I hope that works for you. I went to an X-rated movie but didn't know there would be any nudity. Uh-huh, sure. So the idea behind this is that there's not a lot of excuse, okay? I'm not going to give you a lot of uh, room there to go, oh, well, this is because I am ignorant. No, you're not. You know what's going on. And the scripture is really clear. It says stay away from every kind of evil. How do you stay away from every kind of evil? Let me. I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you something that I use. I don't do it perfect, but I use it because it's helpful. If I know that a show is going to be provocative and go down that wrong road, guess what I do? I don't watch it. <laughs> See, this is, this is how you do it. What happened to me, maybe this will help you understand and uh, how sometimes you really do got to handle it. It's not that you're a macho man or a, or a wonder woman, okay? This is not what we're looking for. When I first became saved, when I first said yes to Jesus, I had a long, long way to go, but I had had somebody in my life share with me that passage that when there is temptation, there will be a door that the Lord will provide for you to escape. It does not say that about trials, by the way. I know people keep thinking, well, the Lord will open a door for you to escape. No, that's not what it says. It says that about temptations, okay? So let's at least keep it together. So when I was a young lad, and let's just say young lad is 40-plus years ago, I, I had come out of the culture of drugs, and I was a, 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 I was a purveyor of recreational pharmaceuticals. Okay, That's a nice way of saying I was a drug dealer. So when I got saved and the Lord said, time to stop, Dave, after doing that for four straight years, 15 to 20 times a day, the Lord miraculously healed me, and I did not want to do—I don't know what happened. I just did not want to do— what I had been doing anymore. Just wanted it to be over. It was like that part of me died. It might be a nice way to say it. And no, I wasn't baptized yet. So just in case people are freaking out from a theology point of view. So I went to a friend's house after I became saved and, and her parents were not home. There was nothing weird about our relationship. We're very good friends. And uh, she, what we would say is sparked up a doobie. Okay. <laughs> That's how you would say it, right? So there I am in there in her living room okay her name is debbie in her living room and she's smoking pot and she's like here right because we've been doing that for years i mean years and years and i the scripture that came to me that with the temptation there'll be a, there'll be a, a way of escape and i looked at her front door and i said i got to go bye and i walked out the front door like somebody had lit my uh, tushy on fire and just jetted out as fast as i could got my car and drove away and you think well is that val yeah the the way out was the front door <laughs> That was it. Getting out that door, getting in my car and driving away, that was a way to stay away from the evil that was about to happen. And it's like you can say all that you want. It worked. That worked out fine. It was fine. We didn't become unfriends or anything like that. It's just I stopped putting myself in positions where those kind of things would happen. Have I always done that? No. <laughs> Are you kidding? Have I, have I done a perfect job at all that? No. No, no, no. But I have learned a little bit, and I will confess that it doesn't always come from the grandest spiritual places. This one came from Monty Python. So in the Monty Python movie, The Holy Grail, they're all really scared about this one animal that's going to destroy them all, right? It's a bunny rabbit, okay? But after they go, oh, it's a bunny rabbit, and they go after the bunny rabbit, the bunny rabbit flies and is cutting them at the neck and everything like that. And then the next scene, they're all like, run away. Run away, run away, right? That's what you do with evil. 
you just, okay, out, I'm gone. It's a bad bunny rabbit. I'm out of here. See you later. Okay? All right. As much spiritual wisdom as you will ever get right there. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Isaiah chapter 63, verse 8 through 9 says this. He said, surely they are my people. Sons who will not be false to me. And so he became their savior. In all their distress, he too was distressed. So uh, I want to make sure you understand. We've talked about this before. You've heard some of my testimony. If you want to really get a better hand on my testimony, uh, I'll shamelessly plug the Broken for His Glory book, which contains the testimony, but you can get it for free if you do it through Kindle. And then otherwise, it's like seven bucks or something. That's not very much. Uh, it's a kind of a fascinating journey on becoming saved and then going through bad churches or a bad church and then coming back into good church. Right, That's not always easy to do. One of the big premises of the book and of my entire Christian journey is a passage like this, which says, He said, Surely they are my people, sons, who will not be false to me. And so he became their Savior. And in all their distress, he too was distressed. I think it's important for you and I to understand the level to which God has put himself or placed himself. He's not incomplete without us in the— in the theological term that God can exist completely independently and doesn't need us, but he bears with us or connects to us in such a way that he feels with us. And so I think it's important for you and I to grasp that when Paul was on the road to Damascus and then uh, the Lord appears to him, right? And we've talked about this before, you know, knocks him, you know, knocks him uh, off his donkey and blinds him, okay? Now you just have to imagine you're on a donkey, bammo, you're on the ground, okay? <laughs> okay? Not on a comfy table or a comfy chair or a comfy bed, on the ground and you're blind. <laughs> so this is a real wake-up call. And then Jesus says to him, Saul, before he becomes Paul, you know, you know, why are you persecuting me? And what does Paul say, Saul say? He says, who are you? <laughs> right? Because this is like, you know, this is, you know, outer limits stuff right here. And then Jesus goes, I'm Jesus whom you're persecuting. Ah, but the irony behind that is that Jesus made the identification with the church because Saul was persecuting the church. But Jesus goes, I'm the one you're persecuting. Now see, see how he connects himself to the people. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. You know, that sign that I read that off of is getting harder and harder to see. I have a feeling I, <laughs> it's, it's an eye thing, right? It's like, wowza. All right, here's your first trivia question. In Peter's first letter, he wrote, The grass withers and the flowers fall. But what did he say would last 
forever. So Peter wrote, the grass withers and the flowers fall. But what did he say would last forever? Technically, it's a quote from the Psalms. If you think you know, you can call in 972-445-0770. Joanne and Cordelia, strike first. Uh, 214-210-8483. That is the text number. So you can text the 214-210-8483, or you can call the 972-445-0770, and then you can email david at hemustincrease.org. The trivia question again, in Peter's first letter, he wrote, the grass withers and the flowers fall, but what did he say would last forever, would endure forever? It's going to be in 1 Peter chapter 1 for those who are trying to find it. In the meantime, let's do our DNA, because we live by that. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Every single day, every day that ends with Y, spend time with the Lord. It don't have to spend a specific amount of time unless that's the regiment that the Lord's put into your life. Just some time, okay? And preferably earlier than later. And the only reason I say that, not to be legalistic, but it's better to face the day with the Lord already in mind than the other way around. Unless you can do it both ways where you start the day and close the day. And that's kind of what a lot of people used to do. And then also, you know, Dan used to pray Various times a day. All right. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never, 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 never. And I mean the world. This is the biggest war. And you might be thinking, why do you stick this in the DNA? The big war, the unspoken war, is not what all these governments are doing or all the people are doing. All the people are here. The big war is Satan trying to get the world governments under the influence of his power and authority in the world, in the flesh, in the world, to get them to remove the word of God. That is the biggest war that is going to be taking place, which is why I tell you every day, never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. And then A, always be ready to serve, To serve, which means that you are conscious of the Lord, aware of what he is and or is not doing, maybe leading, guiding, directing you, plus... You are also sensitive to other people because other people need help, okay? That's the big part of it is that other people need help. People in our audience need help. People in our families need help. That's just the truth, and that's how we should function. Okay, back to the uh, trivia question, and then we'll get on with the teaching. In Peter's first letter in the epistle of Peter, first one, he said, the grass withers and the flowers fall. But what did he say would last forever? Again, if you think you know, call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Let's go on to the next text. Now, I don't want anybody to think when I was talking about that last period that we were talking about temptation, I was trying to glorify anything. I was trying to give you a really good illustration for how stuff happens. And that's big. my biggest goal is for you and I to look at it and go, well, how do we approach it? How do you go about that? How do you stay away from every kind of evil? Well, there's some TV shows you shouldn't watch. There's some movies you shouldn't watch. There's probably some music you shouldn't listen to. I can promise you there's some websites you shouldn't shouldn't go to. And I'm not even talking about the websites that have to do with any kind of form of sex. There's some of you that are going to the same kind of websites, getting the same kind of material, thinking that that's a great feed into your mind and into your brain, and it's not. Everything that you do that's outside of what God is doing is worldly in some capacity. Just think of it in that way. It's like you're feeding some world 
some of the worldly into your mind, into your heart, into your system. In a very real way, you are what you eat. That would be more true mentally and emotionally than any other way. All right, the next part of the text is a fascinating portion, and it's something that people should recognize. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to focus in on that first part because it happens to be one of the great benefits of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. May the God of peace, the world, would try and say to you, the worldly, the fleshly, the carnal Christian would say to you that God is a God of war. Wrong. It's just, it's just wrong. That's not how it goes. Okay, was never God's intent in the original creation for man to kill one another. That was something that man got up to all by himself because of his sinful nature. Congratulations, man. The bottom line is that God is a God of peace. He's so much a God of peace that people tend to miss the first thing that Jesus had to say after the resurrection. You'd think for all the stuff that we talk about, well, this was the first thing, and this was the last thing, and this was important, and this was important. You'd think the first thing that Jesus said after the resurrection might be one of those higher-up thought processes, right? First thing, now he's raised from the dead. What you got to say? What, 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 what? Jesus said what to his disciples? Peace. The first thing he said. First of all, they were freaking out because they thought they were going to get killed by the, the Roman authorities or by the Jewish authorities. They didn't know what was going on. They, their, the whole, their whole system was lost. I don't know if you ever felt that way. <laughs> like, well, everything's going nutty. The whole universe has gone nutty. Yeah, I think that's hourly now. <laughs> Pretty sure. But anyway, so Jesus speaks peace to a lot of conflict, a lot of confusion, just because, let's understand this, they didn't get what was going on. It wasn't like God didn't get what was going on. It wasn't like Jesus was confused. It was these guys who were super close to Jesus, saw massive amounts of miracles and fantastic teaching on a regular base, basis, and then they sat there after something happened, scratched their heads, and went, huh? Right? That's what you and I do. You might sit there and think to yourself, well, I'm a, a seasoned Christian. I've been a Christian for five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, 60 years. You weren't as close physically to Jesus as these guys were, and they were scratching their heads after something happened and said, don't get this. I don't get it. So Jesus comes in, and the first thing he says is peace. And what Paul writes is now, may the God of peace. And by the way, one of the definitions of the gospel is the gospel of peace. It's good news of peace. Because through Jesus Christ, there's peace with God. I don't like the other part of the verse. It's not that I don't like it. It's just harder. <laughs> I'm just being honest. <laughs> now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. Oy, oy, oy. Oy, oy, oy. Sanctify me completely? You mean all of me? Right. We're gonna next week we're gonna get into body, soul, and spirit. But just think about all of the areas of your life that you have right now. The God of peace wants to reign, and in that reigning, he's going to require, and in that ruling in your life, he's gonna require that you be sanctified, which means set apart, which means holy, which is the part where you reflect Jesus more and more. It's a pretty straightforward question. What area in your life do you not reflect Jesus in? 
Okay, that's one that God's going to be working on. Because it's a complete sanctification, not a partial. But Dave, but Dave me, I, I'm not in charge of this. I didn't write this book. I'm lucky when I can read it. Are you kidding? God is doing what God is doing, and nothing is getting by him. And so you get this, this impression, especially if you back up a verse or two and just follow it. it. You know, when it talks about don't stifle the spirit, we talked about that about two weeks ago, and it says don't despise prophecies. Don't be one of those people that is all like, everything that happens that's got spiritual flavor is goofy. It's like, relax, Charlie, sit down. It says, but test everything. Make sure it's accurate. Make sure it's true. And then he says, hold on to what's good. Stay away from what's evil. This is not very hard to decode. Let's see. That's a good thing. It draws me closer to the Lord. That's a bad thing. It draws me further away from the Lord. Okay, got that? There you go. And then he says, may the God of peace, oh, yay, God of peace, I love that, because it's a God, you know what peace means in its ultimate uh, statement uh, is rest. And you know what peace of mind is? It's rest for your mind. What we do to get the peace of mind, by the way, is we medicate. That's what people do on a pretty regular basis. They medicate to do what? Well, it's mostly to forget <laughs> or just to numb it, right? But true peace of mind is rest in the mind that comes from God. And since God is a God of peace, that's available for us. So may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, every part of you. Every part of you that is not under the rule and the reign of God needs to have some sanctification in it so that we can understand that when we are not sanctified, when there's area in rebellion to God, there's no peace, there's no rest, there's no relaxation. Wow. All that out of two verses? Yeah, and I'm being short, just to let you know. But I do have the trivia question in front of me. How's that? Is that good? I'm doing pretty good today. All right. Uh, in Peter's first letter, he wrote, The grass withers and the flowers fall. But what did he say would last forever? The answer is the word of the Lord. The word of God lasts forever. Why that is significant is in the very next verse, it says that that's the seed by which you were born again. The Holy Spirit wrote the Word of God. The Word of God is in you. That means that you are born of a seed that lasts forever. Everything else in the world is going to go bye-bye, but you're not. You're going to hang out for the new heavens and the new earth. Hey, that's kind of cool. I like that. All right. Take our break, and then we'll come back. We're at the top of the hour. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. Just as I am, down what is the David Spoon Experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at 1,000 miles an hour into space. Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable. But then, the show starts. 
and you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart and the bored. What is the David Spoon Experience? These are church signs. Now, some of these are okay, but some of these are funny. So, uh, and, and we let uh, Terrific T be the ultimate uh, decision maker. Here it is. There's uh, 10 signs. We'll do them real fast. The first one, free trip to sign a church. Free trip to heaven. Details inside. Okay. Not bad, right? Not bad. Hey, 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 hey. All right. Here's the next one. Try our Sundays. They're better than Baskin Robbins. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, this is funny because you got to hear it as I do it. Searching for a new look? Have your faith lifted here. <laughs> Instead of face lifted? Come on. All right. Uh, as an ad for a church uh, with a picture of somebody holding two stone tablets where the Ten Commandments are, and it says, for fast, fast, fast relief, take two tablets. <laughs> Okay, I'm not even going to disagree with you on that one. Uh, the restaurant next to the church put out a big sign that says "Open Sundays." Uh, that's not a good one. Just skip that one altogether. Uh, having okay, having trouble sleeping? We have sermons. Come on in and hear. <laughs> uh, come in and pray today. Beat the Christmas rush. <laughs> Oh, he's going Christmas. <laughs> All right. Uh, this was on a sign in front of a church. Sign broken. Message inside this Sunday. <laughs> They're saying the sign is broken. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, come work for the Lord. The work is hard. The hours are long and the pay is low, but the retirement benefits are out of this world. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. Hey, 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 and then, uh, finally, if you're headed in the wrong direction, God allows U-turns. U-turns. Hey, 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 hey. Not bad. Right? That's all right. right. It's pretty good. A little funnier than the clown ones. Yeah. A little funnier than the clown ones. I have to think that Try Our Sundays are better than Baskin Robbins. That's a good one. <laughs> That's what I feel like. Okay. The David Spoon Experience.